Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Shoot This Now podcast. Uh, this episode contains brief talk of suicide. Um, and if that is triggering for you, uh, we recommend that you skip this podcast. Also, the phone number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. Thanks for listening. The cycle of life is long and well-established. Our parents give birth to us and care for us in our early years. Then, an estuary period when we care for each other, them helping us and us helping them. And then, later in life, we take care of our parents as they depart to the next world. It is a long and continuing cycle, perfect in its perfection. Fuck that, says one man the subject of our latest Shoot This Now podcast, where every week we talk about stories that should be made into TV shows and movies. This week, my fantastic guest is Trey Williams. Thank you for being here. What up, what up, what up? Thanks for having me. Excited. Um, You came up with this idea at the perfect time because Deirdre and I, the normal host of this thing, did not come up with an idea this week. Okay, great. And you swept in Thursday night, last night, with a fantastic idea. Yeah. On on my way to a date, actually, just like sitting in the back of an Uber, like scrolling through Twitter and whatnot, and this was perfect. Wow! So it should should we tell tell people what the, how uh, the date was? No, uh, no, no. no. We don't need to. Get, yeah, we don't need to get into the date. Um, she but, might feel weird about it. Yeah, she might feel weird. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's dive in. But first, I want to congratulate you on your so far perfect record on the Shoot This Now podcast. The last thing that you said should be made into a movie. Was is totally being made into a movie. Yeah, for like I'm excited about that, but also kind of uh, upset and <laughs> forlorn that it wasn't me. It's the story of Robert Smalls. Yeah, who escaped from slavery, stole a Confederate ship, and sailed out of there, saving his family in the process. Yeah, all the other black slaves that worked on the ship, and then. Decided to fight in the Civil War as a Union naval like captain. Incredible! They're, make, story. they're making it into the movie, so that you should have written. I should have written it, yeah. But you're not gonna sue them or anything. I'm not gonna did. sue them. I, th- you know, well, we might have to have a discussion about who you know came up with it first. But um, maybe there's like some royalties coming my way at some point. I should sure. look into that. Yeah, sure. I'm Get just, it. I'm yeah. just saying it was on the podcast before they decided yeah. to make it. It was, it was. So let's. Uh, here's hoping for number two. Well, congratulations so far. I think this idea is just as good. Do you want to lay into what we're talking about? Who this, who this man is, who rejects the idea that, who rejects the whole way that life works, basically. Basically. Um, all right. So just to give like a quick. Rundown without hopefully putting any of my thoughts into it yet, because that will come later. Uh, came across this story on Twitter, like one does. Um, Raphael Samuel, a 27-year-old um, Indian man. I'm not sure that his, uh, you know, race or ethnicity really matters much in this case. I mean, this is a universal story. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, but ba- he's suing. <laughs> he loves his parents so much that he is suing them for bringing him into the world. He's claiming that he did not give his explicit consent to be birthed. Right. And so he's suing them for that. Which, which, so growing up, like, my parents used to, like, if I did something wrong or something, you know, they would be like, well, I brought you into this world. I can take you out of it. This, like, gives, yeah. like, a completely new, kind of sad, but mostly hilarious spin on that idea. Um, and I love it so much. I used to know a single mom who would tell her son, like, this is going on your bill. So everything he did... She'd go like, yeah, right. your bill is at like $50,000 now. Right. And she said that she would forgive his bill when he graduated college. But until then, if he didn't graduate college, he, he owed, owed her the bill. Yeah. yeah. Which is, I mean, same. <laughs> I, think, I think my parents said it that jokingly because they knew I was going to be a journalist and like 
was never going to be able to pay that bill back. But, but yeah, I mean, because honestly, our parents give us so much. Yeah. But in Raphael's case, and I have to kind of agree, I don't know that I would go as far as suing my parents, um, my mother, but he's got a very interesting point here. Um, And usually I only say this to like my good friends, people that know me who aren't going to like judge me for being a like, you know, dark and terrible person. Yeah. But I often think about the idea that like none of us asked to be here. Right. Like we are just born with no, we're given no like, you know, idea or clue what uh, life or our life will be like. Right. And then we're just like expected to like go on live, like just do it. Just like go like day to day, make the, be amazing, make the best of it. And it's like, I, I often had this, I used to wonder like uh, if there was a way to make like a, to like a sci-fi kind of dystopian um, film um, or, or like series even about like if you could have not, maybe not your entire life or, or, or like certain plot points in your life like flash before your eyes as like a kid, like as a baby. Or like, yeah. And then like somehow have the right to choose whether you want to like go on living that life or just like call it or just like, no, it's kind of like, it's a wonderful life where they show you your whole life. Yeah. And the life that would have been, if not for you. Yeah. For you existing. How do we know that didn't happen though? I mean, what if we did make that decision and then our memories oh, got wiped? Oh shit. I mean, are you, is it's this, possible. This is, this is like a, this is almost kind of like a matrix sort of yeah. discussion. What is the where, red where pill? Where it's like right now, <laughs> what if right now we are in like this version of the Matrix and we're like, this is us sort of going through and seeing what our life would be like. Absolutely and, possible. And like, yeah. yeah. Gosh, that's a really, what I would say is like, my life needs an editor then because this is like so like long and tedious. You know, right. it's like a, you just give me the, Give me the you know quick points yeah. Of, of, yeah. of what the life would be yeah. if that were the case. Although what if all of the boring parts are to sort of cushion us for the complicated times? Because I find yeah. that whenever I've had like a big week of good stuff or bad stuff, I kind of just need some boring stuff. And it's like, this is nice. I like that I have nothing interesting to do today. It's just going to be kind of a drag. But I know that it won't be a, a big spike in emotions either way. Yeah. Which can be nice. I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm. This this is like such an interesting uh, topic to me because, yeah. like, literally, I would say like at least once a week, I have like a couple hour period where I like sit with this idea, and I yeah. I, I even like not to get you know. We're getting dark here now on the Shoot Great. This Now podcast. So everyone, like, grab your tissues, get in your dark room, and huddle up in your blanket. Wow. Um, like, even when you think about people who commit suicide and yeah. then are, like, condemned for it, obviously... Condemned by people who are still alive who say, right. how dare you do that? Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, and, like, you can completely understand their those people's point of view. Yeah. Like, the people who are left behind... Um, I somewhat disagree with the idea that like, that's a selfish thing to do because like, again, none of us asked to be here. Like, and let's be honest. Yeah. Life is fucking, life is tough. Like, and sometimes it sucks. Yeah. And for some people more than others, it really sucks. Yeah. So like if, and it's your life, if you want it, like if you don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. Like. I don't know. You should kind of, you should have an out. I guess you should probably have a cleaner out than suicide, but Uh, that's what God gave us. (laughs) I think the problem with life is if you don't like it, if you just decide I don't accept this bargain where my parents have brought me into the world and I don't want to be brought into the world, that is you have to make this dramatic decision to exit. 
which by the way, I don't think anyone should do. Yeah. No, we're not. They're, yes, unless we're they're not. very sick. Um, in which case I, you know, if you're terminally ill or something or are really suffering, um, physically near the end of many years of life, then yeah, that's a totally different discussion. If you're a young person listening to this, uh, definitely don't kill yourself. No, it's a terrible idea. There's so much better stuff ahead of you and you're closing the door on any of those options. So let's just be super clear. Yeah. While life can be, while life can be tough, like there are so many like amazing things yeah. That, you know, we are given and have the opportunity to do um, within this as well. Um, I just I just find it all like very fascinating and interesting. Just like the, uh, you know, the proposition of and the idea of like having those opportunities yeah. um, one way or another. Yeah. Um, and there's only one way to have any of those opportunities. And you might have to slog through some awful stuff to get there. Sure. But you'll be you'll enjoy them more when you get them, honestly. Yeah. Like to be totally honest, like it's better. All those all those years of uh no one likes me, that when you find somebody who does like you, it's that much sweeter. Yeah. So that's just an example. I don't mean to be glib about this, but it's we don't even have time to go into all the reasons that it's a terrible idea to end it early. Um, but and, that's, this, and, and to be fair, that's yeah, not what Raphael is. That is not what he's, he's that's, saying. That's a weird thing about his lawsuit. Is he's yeah. blaming his parents for putting him into this situation um, and not accepting any responsibility for the fact that he doesn't like his life? Is that fair? Well, so here's, here's a quote um, from uh, an interview that he gave uh, to uh, the print. I don't know that publication, but that's the publication that has this uh, interview with him. Um, He says, I love my parents and we have a great relationship, but they had me for their joy and their pleasure. Completely fair, completely true. Anytime you talk to couples that are like, (laughs) we're having a baby, it's going to be great. Babies are cute and amazing. We're going to dress them up in little clothes. Like, yeah, that's for them. The baby like does not give like two Right. Baby doesn't care. Um, He goes on to say, you know, my life has been amazing, but I don't see why I should put another life through the rigmarole of school and finding career, especially when they didn't ask to exist, Um, which is this is philosophically true. This. Yeah, this is this is 100 percent fair. Um, I've had this conversation with I'm at the point now where, you know, a lot of my friends have or are getting married and starting to like think about you know starting their own families and you're scolding them like how dare you well i have so i have some friends that are like you know either (laughs) i'd never want kids or like i worry like what if i can't have kids or like i need to have kids now because what if i change my mind or can't have kids later on in life and i'm always the proponent of like well there's always adoption there's like other things that you can do but people people really want to like have their own kids yeah. which i guess i understand but also to a certain extent like who is that for yeah we i think have we talked about this like the notion that some people just like exhaust every possibility before they just jump right to adoption and like why not just jump right to adoption I actually have we talked about this before? I, I feel like we have. I feel like we've like touched on like we've talked about something like this. Yeah, it's like a thing that I feel super uncomfortable talking about because I don't want to judge what anybody does. Right. And like you know, my wife and I might have a kid, and I don't know what we'll do if we find out we can't have a kid. Right. Um. But both of us, at least in the past, have always been like, yeah, just adopt. Yeah. Like Ad- there's so many kids. And like. I've had so many friends who've like been through that like system before. Like there's in. There are so many kids, like, all right, so to Raphael's point, in, like, on a completely other um, side of the spectrum, like, there are so many people in the world yeah. already. Yeah. There are so many kids already in the world, and there are so many kids who, like, don't have parents or a family um, or a home yeah. that, you know, would love to have that. Yeah. You don't necessarily need to bring... This could be another point in his lawsuit. Yeah. It could be, you never got my consent. That's indisputable. They never got they, his consent. Yeah, There's you can't, no way. You, yeah. Um, 
they they although how a, crazy would it be if they <laughs> they went in for like a, 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 a ultrasound or whatnot and like did you know he gave like a thumbs up at someone That's what if he doesn't really know he I mean, doesn't know yeah. what if he had like a thumbs up at one point in the in the womb yeah they've got is, a picture is that of consent him with the thumbs up I mean it's up to the courts to decide we're taking we're, we're making light of this it's a funny lawsuit it is but anyway I mean it's it's a matter of life and death. <laughs> It's a very serious, well, and actually, even totally even lawsuit. even more like even more intense than that. It's a matter of life, or nothing. Or nothing. Yeah. It's a matter to be or not to be. I, I mean, I think the first thing he has to prove is that they didn't have his consent. Which I think he's probably got that in the bag. You're right. I think I feel good with him on that one. Maybe they can make a case that they like prayed or something ahead of time mm-hmm. and got some sort of consent from the universe. Um, maybe they can make the case that they are only the vessels through which life is brought to human form. Um, that's probably where I would go. I would probably go like where only uh, if I were his parents. Now we're getting sued. Um, and then he's also got the the other aspect of like, well, what is what does he want? I mean, does he want them to have to just pay for all of his stuff for the rest of his life? Is that is that what he's going for here? Yeah, it's not. Um, I don't think it's made clear in. Uh, at least the story that I read, um, exactly what he wants. Uh, there was an, there was another. He said something else. That he he wants everyone in Indi- India and the world to realize one thing: that they are born without their consent, and wants them to understand that they do not owe their parents anything. If we are born <laughs> without our consent, we should be maintained for our life. We should be paid by our parents to live. So I guess in a in a way he wants to live off he doesn't want to he doesn't see the need why he should have to like get a job right move out like go through all of the i mean the way i see it most people have kind of reached out a settle worked out a settlement we sort of as a society have kind of worked out a settlement where it's like okay we will support you until you're 18 hopefully the really lucky people are supported through college the truly lucky people are supported after college yeah but I feel like if you get supported through college, you have nothing to complain about. Like that's yeah. they've done their job, and then some. You're on your own. You have reached the maturation um, of a human life and can now go out and take care of yourself. Which is also, I mean, we can go on and on down all kinds of different like, you know, uh, uh, holes in in the story and <laughs> holes. No, down. What is it? Down the yeah, down like rabbit holes. Rabbit holes. Ra- yeah, rabbit holes in the story. And it's like, I mean, who decided that eighteen was the adult age? Right. In it used in, to in be like twelve. Yeah, I mean, like there are lots of like arbitrary things that I don't know, kind of go into that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, that's fair. That's totally fair. And I don't know. I think it's just one of those numbers we agreed on. We we're just like, uh, twenty-one is the age for drinking. It works for most people. Are there seventeen? Again, year olds arbitrary. Who could, yeah. yeah, totally arbitrary. Yeah, you just have to pick a number. I mean, then we're getting into like you can go to war, and, you know, anything, but you can't. You yeah, know, drink a beer. Anyway, um, we will get into how you turn this into a movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. But now we're just like fascinated by the. I mean, because it's like this is insanely <laughs> fascinating. Like this is. This is like literally like this is almost like the like argument of life or like the yeah. thing that like we are like uh, quote unquote put on this earth to like figure out and understand like why are we here yeah what are we doing um, and like how do we make it work like he's you know I don't know exact I don't know exactly what his um, like how he came to this realization or this idea to sue his parents, but like he's arguing, in a sense, f- that argument. They are wholly responsible. I mean, what's going to happen after they die? I mean, what if they're what if his parents die when he's young? I mean, yeah. How does th- this is a self defeating lawsuit in a way because if he is left without them, does he then starve, or does he think that they're responsible for leaving him also enough in their will? For him to continue on, right? Like, because that's absurd. And then, like, how freaking far does this go, right? Because yeah. I mean, to a certain extent, like, also his parents didn't ask to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, 
like to his same argument, why should they have to then, you know, uh, get... And what if he was an accident? Um, now that we're back from a word from our sponsors, um, <laughs> uh, Trojan, right? No, I'm kidding. Nice. I, I'm kidding. Uh, um, unless Trojan wants to sponsor the podcast. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so this guy who is suing his parents <laughs> for giving birth to him, um, he has been reported to be a follower of anti-natalism? Natalism. I guess. Natalism, like prenatalism, but anti-natalism. Yeah. Um, anti-natalism is a philosophical position. Uh, I'm reading the Wikipedia definition here. Um, it's a philosophical pos- position that assigns a negative value to birth. Perfect. Um, so basically it argues that birth is bad. Which it sometimes is? Sometimes can be. Um, so it, it is antinatalists uh, argue that people should abs- uh, abstain from procreation because it's morally bad. Wow. Um, his argument seems well. I guess I don't know. His argument is he's a antinatalist, right? Like that's he. It, it sounds he, like he's a person who has like eight brothers and sisters and never got to play with his own toys. I don't know. That's. I mean, look, I had, I had a brother that I like begged my parents for. Yeah. And you know, yeah, I can still see this guy's position. So. Yeah, like, I mean, especially if you're somewhere really overcrowded, I can see his argument and i have a question india yeah which is like the most populous country it's a billion people in one country right but no i mean there's a reason that like china became a one-child nation yeah totally like totally um not to say that you know the chinese government is anti-natalist but i mean they did what they i mean i mean i guess if you're just looking at like the facts and like the strict definition then to some extent um yeah and like we said earlier on in the podcast like there's all there's a lot of people in the world um overcrowding is a huge issue um again doesn't seem to be exactly what uh rafael is arguing um but it is uh what his the i guess i don't know that it's a religion but the philosophical position that he follows yeah. is what they argue he's thanos he, yes he's, he's thanos. he would be on yeah He's Thanos-ish. He, 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 he's a child of Thanos. <laughs> he's, um, yeah. I have a theory about this whole case. Because okay. I think it's very weird that his mom issued a statement in which she said... Which we believe... It's, yeah, it's on his like Facebook page. It is, it, is a, it is... This statement is as real as anything else in this story is apparently real. Um, it's been written about in BBC News, Fox News, so probably totally reputable. Right. The two best news sites on earth, BBC mm-hmm. News and Fox News. I always go to Fox first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but That's a joke. That's she, a lie. She said, I'm Raphael's mother, and this is my response to the recent upheaval my son has created. I must admire my son's temerity to want to take his parents to court, knowing both of us are lawyers. My parents, too. If Raphael could come up with a rational explanation as to how we could have sought his consent to be born, I will accept my fault. Ooh, good lawyering. The media has focused on a sliver of what Raphael believes in. His belief is antinatalism, his concern for the burden on Earth's resources due to needless life, his sensitivity toward the pain experienced unwittingly by children while growing up, and so much more has been ruefully forgotten. Um, there's a little bit more, but so oh, so great. So he so he actually so he's not just like a spoiled kid who's you know trying to live off of his parents. He, at least according to his mother, does is like sort of uh, believe in this philosophical position for the quote unquote right reasons. Yeah. It makes me wonder, though, because his parents seem to be, like, cooperating in this lawsuit. Well, they're lawyers. They seem to be being very lawyery about it. They're being as cool as you can be getting sued by your kid, pretty much. While also being like, this is ridi- this is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Or at least, like, the media, um, what we're doing now, sort of <laughs> um, latching onto it is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it makes me think they're doing this for press attention, possibly. Mm. And it makes me think of, did you happen to see the documentary Hail Satan at Sundance? Uh, I did see the documentary Hail Satan. Okay. I loved the documentary Hail Satan. Me too. Um, And dare I say I might be a Satanist. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I highly recommend 
people I watch it when it comes out. My Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. My <laughs> wife, my wife is a Catholic who goes all the time and brings me to church with her. And there were parts when I was also like, "Am I part of the Satanic Temple?" Because what they do is they're very anti-church and state. Yes. And they do these amazing stunts, like saying they want to have. And, and, and it should be said, like Satanists are not against God. That's these, not that's these Satanists are not against yeah, God. That's not what at least the the part of the religion that they founded is based on. They do things like they'll say we want to erect a statue of Satan on the lawn of the state capitol and the people will go, Oh no, that's totally wrong. We would never do that and they go, Oh, because you have a statue of the Ten Commandments, right. why is that there? And then they go Okay, we'll take down the Statue of the Ten Commandments, too. Yeah. And that's their real goal? Yeah, the Satanists basically, they believe in equal opportunity. um, Pluralism. Yeah, pluralism. um, That you you should be able to worship um, whatever religion, whatever god. um, And And the government shouldn't endorse one over another. Right, right. Which is just in the First Amendment. Yes. And they do it with these outrageous political stunts. To say, like, well, if you're going to favor this, you have to give equal treatment to Satanism, which is the most reviled of all religions, probably. They are trolls of the highest order. Absolutely. Yeah. Is this guy a troll who's just trying to make a case about overpopulation? Potentially. Which I, I would still get behind. I mean, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> I mean, he's still, um, look, I mean, it's a, we're not, you know, freaking trying to get to Mars or wherever for, you know, no reason. You know, yeah. there's real issues that we'll have to face at some point. And yeah. maybe he's like, hey, y'all, stop having kids. It's either Mars, Thanos, or Raphael Samuel. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What, we will probably need to have less people in the world at some point. Yeah. So how did so um I know like I I brought this to the podcast attention but like when we're thinking of a movie yeah where where do we start like I I think so this is very the story is very early on in its life but I think the movie has to be about the case. Yeah, totally. Like it's got to be like a courtroom. It's got to be like a um <laughs> you saw um this I don't think the people who are listening probably will have seen this movie obviously cuz it's not out yet but uh, extremely wicked, shockingly oh, evil the, the Ted and Bundy but, movie. The, the, the Ted Bundy Zac Efron uh that starring no one, no movie. one knows the name of. Yeah. Um yeah. Um there's a part of the movie, like the latter half, where it turns into this like very weird, quirky kind of courtroom um, uh, procedural, like yeah. making like sort of a mockery of the court kind of thing. Yeah, that's how I picture this. Like, it's got to be like a courtroom drama where it's like you know we're taking this seriously, but like just the yeah. y- the the humor and whatnot comes from the fact that this is so just like outrageous. It's a super elevated courtroom drama. Yeah. They- it's going to get very philosophical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, which which is, like, completely possible. Like, one of the most popular shows on TV right now is The Good Place. Yeah. Which is just, like, it's all, you know, philosophy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, arguments uh, for, against life and morality and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, so, like, I think, like, there's an avenue and market for this potential film. I totally agree. I would love it if he was his own lawyer because he'll get to talk more. Yeah, 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 yeah. His parents are lawyers, so they get to talk. They could probably represent themselves. That would be, you know what? Like that would not be that be easily done. Like even if that's not what happens here in this case. Like, I mean, you have this kid who, um, you know, he's twenty seven. We can say that he's, you know, in the movie probably like much more like precocious than you know a natural 27 year old he reps yeah. he represents himself because his parents are both lawyers right yeah. so he's he's like been doing this basically since he was a child arguing with you know two lawyers yeah he can easily represent himself in court yeah um although and, as, and I, a, as a child of lawyers i have to note that when you argue with lawyers they usually in my experience, just tell you, shut up, go to your room. Yeah, at, at a certain point, but they yeah. can't do that. That's the thing. So, like, his parents, maybe because they, they don't represent themselves, they don't practice this kind of law. Let's, yeah. let's, let's just say. They don't practice the law of anti-natalism uh, and um, 
Right. Uh, yeah. They're they're not versed in in this law. So they <laughs> they have they have a lawyer and they're like very frustrated by their lawyer cuz they have like, you know, arguments or like they're you know, his parents they want to say certain things but they right. can't. Because right. they have like a philosopher lawyer. Yeah. Okay, that works for yeah. me. And yeah. So he's arguing for Yeah, I like that. I think you like open I think you just open it up, you just start. You just like start in the courtroom. And just like present it as a court case, not with a lot of background. You don't have like an opening scene that's really cute where he's like arguing with his parents about what, having to go to bed or something. Mm-hmm. You just start as an adult in the courtroom and people are just like, you're going to buy into this or not. Maybe you just start with like based on a true story. And then they realize like this actually sort do of you, happened. So if you do that way, do you have like flashbacks to like maybe not like just like to points in his life as a kid? Um I think that's tricky because he's not just talking about his life, but about every human life. Sure. And so the tempting thing and what I know people are going to tell you to do is, well, you have to make it about the drama with him and his parents. And when he resolves whatever conflict he has with his parents, that will also resolve the lawsuit. But I think that's kind of a cop out because I actually am more interested in the philosophical argument. Yeah, I'm not I'm not with that. Uh, I don't I don't like it being so um, just like focused that way yeah i think it starts i think i think you start in college okay i think you start with him and he's a um i don't know rafael's uh you know background um in his history but i think our character in the movie is uh a college dropout okay so you start with him in college maybe he um he's you know kind of like He's going through this period in, in his life where he's like, um, you know, uh, <laughs> discovering things and learning, um, and he's like struggling a little bit with this whole idea of college and like doing something with your life once you're out of college, and um, that this is what you've been put on this earth to do. And yeah. maybe one semester he's like studying abroad um, mm. in a uh, you know overpopulated, um, maybe uh, not. Maybe not a like a third world country, but like a country that has like you know some serious like um, uh, you know huge number of people, huge with, number of people and no, homelessness and like yeah. you know kids that you know don't have you know parents or families or living on the street you know whatever the case may be. Um, he sees real overpopulation for the first time. Yeah, and then like that just like sort of compounds you know already what he. It brings to the surface what he had been struggling with. Yeah. And then, like, that's a very brief part of the movie. Um, but then from there, this, like, lawsuit kind of balloons. Yeah, and he's using it just to make a point? Yeah. One thing I like about it is I like movies that turn out to be about a different thing than you think it's about. Right. Like, you think Hail Satan is about actual Satanists at first, and you realize it's actually about the First Amendment. Right, right, right. I feel like this, you think it's about... A this, brat kid. Like, brat kid, yeah. yeah. And it turns out it's actually about a really smart kid yeah. who's trying to make a point about... I guess he's making a point about overpopulation, but then I think whenever, whenever I find myself saying overpopulation, I feel uncomfortable with it because it makes it sound like it's the people's fault for existing. Sure. And it's actually kind Which of, is his point. I think that is his point. To, like, to a certain extent, like... I mean, look, it's but, philosophy, so, like, you can, like, try to, like... Uh, you can find many ways into it. Like, that's... There, you can argue within his lawsuit that that is, yeah, a point, yeah, of his. The the word the phrase overpopulation though makes it sound like there's too many people because there's not enough resources. But maybe it's just a problem of not proper allocation of resources. Maybe it's that some people have five hundred billion dollars and yeah, some people and we, have yeah. We know nothing. that th- we know that to be true. <laughs> and is that is it their fault that they exist or is it someone else's fault that they didn't share with those people? I mean, now you're either saying it's, you know, this or communism. I don't know. I don't know. But I think this is definitely a stealth story for something. Yeah. A stealth story to give some message. And that message might be, hey, don't have so many kids. Or it might be, hey, the problem isn't too many kids. The problem is too little sharing. I think think it's important at the end of this movie, he does not win. I don't like right. I there's a I don't see any way that he does win um and b like that's not necessarily the point as we just like discussed like the point isn't for him to win this lawsuit against his yeah. parents yeah you know it's like this is like a high this is a you know this would be 
as it is already and it hasn't even gone to court, <laughs> like uh, the media would be all over this. Right. This would be highly covered. Right. Um, so his point, you know, he would have just like this world stage yeah. to argue um, his true point and the true like, um, you know, moral philosophy of antinatalism or just, you know, overpopulation. I know we yeah. don't really like that word, but so the point isn't that he wins because he, he wins because you and me are talking about this right now. Yeah. I mean, because people in the United States are talking and thinking about this thing that we definitely would not have thought and about. That's, that's like what that's what movies are supposed to be. Yeah. Right? Like this this uh a good movies like brings up like ideas that like make you that start conversation. Yeah. A super unpopular movie, but I actually really enjoyed it. Downsizing. I Did you I, see it? Yes. And I don't know why downsizing didn't get more um, more play. I, 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 it had its issues, sure, but yeah. every movie does. But I, I loved that film. The idea is people become small because they want to use fewer resources. Yeah, and your, you know, ten thousand dollars in savings will last you for the rest of your life because you're five inches high. Yeah, and there was such great social commentary in that movie. I, I thought it was really, really, really well done, and it got kind of weird at the end. Mm-hmm. But every time I was like. Every time I thought of a flaw with the movie, the movie identified, ad- addressed it like three seconds after I thought of it. Yeah. It was like so smart and so on top of it. it I, I thought that was really well done, honestly. Like, I just thought it was, I thought it got a really bad rap. I, I don't know why I, people didn't like it more. I agree. I, I agree that it got a bad rap. Um, um, justice for downsizing. I'm gonna write this. This is this is happening. We're gonna. Yeah, you should write this. We're doing you this. Should, I mean, don't get, don't get Robert Robert Small again. Yeah, I'm not gonna get Robert Small. <laughs> this is this is. There's like so I, I need to like sit down with a, a f- philosopher. Do those, do those exist? Is that a thing? A philosopher? Sure. Yeah. Do, uh, yeah, they're all over. That sounds so like ancient and <laughs> like <laughs> like I'm gonna sit down with a guy with like a really long white beard and like in a toga or something. But yeah, in like. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I liked a lot about downsizing is it's really about income inequality. Like, yeah. when you see that even when people are shrunk down to five inches and there should There's be enough sti- for everybody, there are still desperately yeah. poor people. Yeah, yeah. And this is just a maybe a more accessible way of talking about that because nobody maybe, has to shrink. You know what? Maybe that was the, maybe that was the I don't know exactly what people's arg- like arguments against downsizing where it's been like so long to the yeah you know, in the cycle of entertainment since the movie came out and there were conversations around it, but maybe that is a uh, argument against it that it's like, okay, so you're, you have this movie that's supposed to have a salute, a quote unquote solution to this problem that you're raising yet you're arguing still that even within that solution, there's no fixing the problem. So what are you trying to say? You know, like yeah. what, like what, what's the, what's the point of your movie? What's your, yeah. what's your, what's your argument? Yeah. I don't know. I felt like this is, we're going to get into, um, when we get into casting, we'll get into yeah. like whitewashing and stuff. But I know one of the issues people had with it was the, was the Vietnamese dissident character. Mm-hmm. Um, that people thought she was stereotypical or that she was just like a plot hinge for Matt Damon to grow, which is a you know common thing of like this person helps the white person become better. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> um, you know what's funny? Um, not to get all, you know, uh, on my soapbox in 2019 about yeah. this, but if that was people's problem, like, fast forward to now, Green Book is, <laughs> you know, racing toward Best Picture at yeah. the Oscars. And let's be 100% clear and honest that that's literally... I haven't seen Green Book. Okay, you're. I have no idea. It's. I have so many. I don't. I don't have issues necessarily with the movie. I have issues with. The, I have issues with the movie. That's yeah. a lie. I have yeah. issues with the movie, but I also like more so the issues come from like people's like, uh, like touting the movie as this like achievement when it's just like no, this is just like something that's fine. It's just it's such a trope, and I felt like downsizing. Yeah. He became. She was going on her journey no matter whether he was there or not. And downsizing at least took this trope and idea and, like, did something interesting with it. Like, yeah. 
it tried to find like a different way to tell these stories. And I think you should be commended for that, at least. Yeah, and there were also white people who got upset at her accent. And there were other people who yeah. said, no, that's a real accent. That's an accurate accent. Didn't she, she, I, look, I don't, I don't, again, like I said, it's been so long, but from what I remember, like she chose that accent or based that accent yeah. on like uh, people that she actually knows. Uh, like that wasn't just like, you know, filmmaker, who, who's the, uh, Alexander. A, yeah, Alexander Payne. Payne. Oh, God. Uh, Payne. Oh Alexander Payne. Alexander Payne. Sorry. I, just I thought we were going to have to do an edit. We got yeah. it. Alexander got Payne. It. Um, it wasn't just him like, like, you know what would be fun? Yeah, no. Like, I mean, it was a it was a deliberate choice, and it was one of those things where, like, white people get upset on behalf of someone else. Yeah. In some cases. And that always makes me crazy because it's just like... That's a whole nother movie. That's a whole nother thing. <laughs> <laughs> but so this one, we were talking about like, is this would this movie take place in the United States to make it more accessible to U.S. audiences or would you keep everybody Indian? The guy's name is Raphael Samuel, which is not like a traditional Indian name. I don't know right. what I his think, backstory is. I think what you could do, because yeah, I guess, you know, accessibility, obviously, especially in Hollywood, is always a consideration. Um, I think it takes place in the U.S., but mm. like he's his family is from India. Like you know he's got family in India. Um, maybe that's where he was studying abroad. Like that's yeah. where you know it kind of come uh, arises from. Yeah. Um, so I think that way you can do like sort of a dual, um, you know, cultural uh, you totally. know, story. Best of both worlds. Yeah. yeah. Because I mean, really. Or yeah, I mean, really, the 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 story itself is kind of universal. Like, it, yeah. I don't think it really matters. Totally agreed. Yeah, yeah. So, who would play him, and who would direct it, and what would it be called? Okay, so who would play? I, like I, I told you before, we hopped on the mics that I had two possible um, uh, lead actors. Uh, <laughs> one for if Hollywood wanted to whitewash this movie, and one that I think would be the right choice. Um, so the right choice would be, and God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna butcher this name, um, <laughs> Siraj Sharma. Okay. Uh, who you may remember from Ang Lee's 2012 Life of Pi. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Totally. I'm, I'm I'm showing Tim a picture of the guy now. Yeah. Excellent perfect, choice. Right. Absolutely perfect. Everyone he looks Google, like he's about the right age. Yeah. He definitely Goog- passed for 27. Yeah. Google Siraj Sarma. He, um, he would be perfect. I like I like he is uh, Raphael right now. Like I I just see him. And Raphael, by the way, in all of his public pictures, wears a big funny beard. Yes. I guess to hide his um, to avoid being stopped on the street every day and chastised by parents. Um, yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, the the whitewash version, which also I now that I'm thinking about it, just like seems kind of funny because it seems like he would be the just like the go to sort of white dude uh, version of this anyway. Miles yeah. Teller. Miles Teller. That's the fr- that's the person you texted me. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Funny. yeah. That's right, like funny. can't you like you can just see like this is like like yeah. this, like this is something that you would just like think that Miles Teller would do like in general. We um. We did an episode of Shoot This Now previously. It was, I think, the last Matt Donnelly episode. A great idea we talked about was a 30-year-old who was getting sued by his parents near Syracuse to evict him from their house. Right. And there was, like, a lot of... We did a lot of talk about, like, how would this actually become a movie? And one thing we realized was, like, this individual character had so much um, life and so much stuff that you would have to address to turn it into like a biopic. Mm-hmm. It's much better to just take that situation and create a new person, like create a new character. Sure. And this one seems kind of like that. Like you don't want to get too much into the ins and outs of like, what is Raphael Samuel's dynamic with his parents? You just yeah. want someone in this situation. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't think, I don't think this needs to get into, I mean, he seems like he had like a very normal, you know, upbringing life, yeah. you know, to lawyers, <laughs> says he loves says he loves his parents. Like I don't think this needs to like relitigate, but yes, uh, <laughs> his uh, you know his life and relationship with his parents. Yeah. Um, that's not what's interesting here. What's interesting is a the lawsuit and um, uh, coming 
court case yeah. um, and the philosophical argument. Yeah. Uh, I do think, however, that it would make it much more interesting to have an uh, Indian or Indian American um, uh, actor play this role to, as we talked about earlier, sort of connect it to the larger world. Yeah. Um, Cause I don't know, like if it's if it's Miles Teller or a Miles Teller type, then it really does really really comes off as just like bratty kid. Like I don't know that it connects as hard. I have a potentially insane idea. Okay, let's hear it. I uh, love potentially insane ideas. I feel like this is a message that is such a hard message to deal with. Like nobody likes talking about this stuff, like uh-huh. resource allocation and scarcity. Could this be Bollywood? Could this have songs, catchy songs, that would like remind people of the messages and make the medicine go down in a happy, dancey, spectacular way as opposed to just a courtroom drama? Could the courtroom drama break out into song once in a while? I, I, you know what? I love a good spontaneous song and dance. (laughs) I will say, but no. (laughs) Well, I was. Well, okay. So look, if we want, I I think we're still talking about Hollywood here. Yeah. I think if you make it a Bollywood movie, and granted, we all remember *Slumdog Millionaire* and the huge success, but I also don't know that that wasn't full. Like it, they only had like what two? They had like a couple. You um, may not get another one of those. They had like a couple instances of that movie where there was like a song and dance, so like Bolly, traditional Bollywood routine. It had, it had like nods to Bollywood, but it yeah. was not a Bollywood movie. Right. Yeah. I don't know that it connects. And yeah. I don't know that you sell that to like a Fox Searchlight. Yeah. Which is where I'm pitching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just an idea. I like where your head's at, though. I'm just trying to think, how do we get this message to the most people possible? I mean, Hail Satan could have been a great musical, and maybe someday it will be. Oh, yeah, for sure. I can already, the, I, the, um, uh, what, Troy Parker and... Oh, uh, Matt um, Stone? It's yeah. made for them. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. already on that, I'm sure. Oh, it's absolutely made for them. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. Um, all right, so we, we need, like, a, we need, like, a very, like, catchy, uh, we we need a title and we, we need, need a director. I'm gonna propose director Mirinair. Um I love her. Okay. Indian woman. She also directed Queen of Katwa. She directed a lot of wonderful movies. She is awesome. Um, I don't know. This subject might be too weird for her. She, I'm sure she has a lot of other stuff going on. But I always go by like, what movie do I want to see? And I am definitely showing up on the day this opens if she directs it. Although, honestly, I'm showing up no matter what. I yeah, I mean, because I'm, I'm writing it. So yeah, you, I'm, you, I'm totally... I hope I'm invited. Yeah, you're at the premiere. Um, we yeah, talked this, about it here. Yeah, this is going to be a scene in the movie. <laughs> 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 um, okay, all right. I, I like that pick. So I... So here's... I'm going... I have, I have a real problem with recency bias. Mm-hmm. So just where my head has been at recently is kind of where I'm going to gravitate. Um, I did a panel at Sundance this year with um, Garinda Chada. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, great. You know, okay. Director of uh, Bend It Like Beckham, yeah. all, one of my all-time favorite feel-good movies. Fantastic. Um, and her new movie, uh, Blinded by the Light, which I unfortunately did not get to see at the festival, but has been getting rave reviews. Um I, th- I think I think she could do a great job. Yeah, with this. Um, yeah, because I mean, her movies already have uh, you know like a whether well, about something, but they're universal and really like sort of about this other thing. Yeah, as well, and and they're and they can be light. Her movies yeah. are like they're light as well, um, or can be light. Like she's making commercial films. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's my uh, pitch. I defer. I defer to your pitch. I love it. Um, so name is all we have left, really. Gosh, I don't know. <sighs> I mean, it's sort of downsized meets Slumdog Millionaire. 
Um, what if we just went like straight, like, I mean, all the names that I'm going to come up with are like horrible. <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind is just like, too many folks. You know, just, like, just like something just like completely awful. I didn't ask to be born. I didn't ask to be born. Yeah. Or, or, or like, um, I never asked to be here. Yeah. Like, like a, like a, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, what gave you the right? All I, it sounds like we're going down a "Can you ever forgive me?" road. Yeah, though, where I it's know. Like a quote title. Yeah, yeah. Which I love those kind of titles. To me be too. Honest. Like those are like my those are my favorite. Not enough of them. Those are my favorite kind of titles. Um, or here's here's like a funny one like "Birth me, pay me." <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, the U two song from that Batman movie, right? Where it was like. Oh, that was, Wait, a, you that was a joke from 1997. Okay, like, yeah, you me, kill me. Oh, like, see, you yeah. gotta you gotta understand. In 1997, I was six years old. You still had a chance to avoid this life. Yeah, it was still you almost could have been not born. Yeah, I should have I should have uh, given uh, given like my pink slip or like asked for a refund. Yeah, just a few years earlier, you could have told your. But parents, then I wouldn't. No but thanks. then I wouldn't have been here on this podcast You're, like talking about see, this. See, so. it's the moral. It's yeah, it's, always worth it. There's always there's highs. Like now, and then there's lows. Like, like after this podcast is over. Oh, I thought. Okay, I thought you were gonna go the other way. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm here. I'm in it. I'm loving it. We're doing it. Um, okay, so we have. So we like like a "Can you ever forgive me?" kind of title. So yeah. like a "What am I doing here?" or like a "I didn't ask to be here." Or you had one. Mine was "I didn't ask to be born." Yeah, I didn't ask to be born, which is a ripoff from a Far Side cartoon. Titled um, Oh yeah, Gary Larson's The Far Side. He did a cartoon called Cartoon Teenagers, where the teenager goes, "Look, I didn't ask to be drawn." Yeah, that guy's amazing. You know, when I was when I I was a kid, I lived and died by Far Side cartoons, and it's one of the wonderful parts of life. Uh, One of the reasons it's so good to be here. Did you? Did you maybe come up with the title, "The Wonderful Parts of Life"? I, the, uh, wonderful, the wonderful it's, part. It's one of the wonderful parts of life. I guess that's too close to like, it's a wonderful life. Oh, yeah, but that's okay. It's an homage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you made it this far, thank you. Or You know what? Hit us up with the title. Hit us up with the title. Uh, the best place to hit us up with the title is on iTunes. You can send us a little message with the title. Please also give us five stars while you're there if you want to. Yeah. It'll help us continue to exist. Or, I mean, I know that, you know, Tim says iTunes. You can, like, hit me up on Twitter. That's right. And also, like, I would love to continue this conversation. Can you give your Twitter handle? Yes, absolutely. It is at Trey, T-R-E-Y, the number three, Williams. And Tim. You can also hit me up at at ShootThisNowPod if you want to. And... Thank you for listening. I will hand it off to you for the final word. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is great. This should definitely be a movie. Um, I'm going to go to my desk and start writing it up in final draft. 